party hats. The whole go bang bang here. Let us begin. I want you to keep an eye out for the Boogity Man. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of VHS Bandits. This week we watched The Misery Brothers. Let's pop in the tape. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome. This is the main event of the evening. 12 rounds of litigation for the undisputed life or death of the defendant, The Misery Brothers. There's an argument for birth control. Can I touch your rocket? It wasn't a miscarriage, Greedo, it was an abortion. An attempted abortion. I'm your father, Luke. Say what? You don't know the power of the dark side. Thank you very much. Tell me, what are they like? Handsome. Masculine men. Are my boys like that? Don Quito, these are your sons. When Michael and Angelo Misery met their old man for the first time, things didn't go so well. Left them 200 million clamps. Now the minister. I love this job. And the attorney. Want them six feet under, and they'll stop at oh, nothing. Hey, hey. Your high beams are on. We got a little problem. Let's try this case. Who are the real victims in this crime? Andre! Andre! Oh, that's some jury pool. Did you plant the gloves? You can't be a hung jury. I don't know nothing. You got problems. Big problems. I want the truth. The truth? You can't handle the truth. Here is your decision. The Misery Brothers. You might. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everybody, welcome again to VHS Bandits. I'm your co-host, the Kevbot. Here with me, as always, is the doofy Dane Train. <laughs> and the toilet humor, Topher oh, Hansen. That's the most accurate one yet. <laughs> and there's plenty of that toilets. in this movie. Oh yeah. Farts in a jar. Farts in a jar. Farts in a jar. Scientific storybook farts. So Kev bought um, Hobgoblins. You watched Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. I did. And then you weren't able to record. <laughs> and um, you watched I, Hobgoblins in vain. I, I was in I was in a very well lit area and got attacked by Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude busted in my house and Oh my. Picked him up and threw him off me and yeah. Do you have any quick uh, quick notes on Hobgoblins before we get into this movie? <laughs> the Hobgoblin monsters were the best part. Agreed. And that was the only good part. <laughs> <laughs> so we we rated it out of 10 rock video sluts. So out of 10 rock video sluts, what, what would you rate Hobgoblins out of? I, I think I'd give it a... Four. 
<laughs> that's about right. Maybe a four and a half. I think guess, you're on par with IMDb. It's generous. Yeah. They had a, I think it had a two on IMDb or oh, something. Wow. I don't know. It got yeah. really bad I, scores. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, the uh, the soundtrack slash the live band that played, and uh, the Hobgoblins themselves. Which yeah. I don't. I'm convinced they weren't even puppets. They were just the full dolls, and that people were just holding them, going. Rawr, 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 yep. rawr, Oh, there yeah, was only 100%. one puppet. That was it. Only one. Was yeah, one of them had its mouth moved. Yeah, <laughs> but then the other three were just rock hard salami goblins. <laughs> so, that's All my, right, that's my thoughts on hot <laughs> goblins. Well, now, what are your thoughts on Misery Brothers? Y two K. Let's go back to talking about hobgoblins. <laughs> oh no, you like hobgoblins better than this? This was. This was. Oh, it's had no. a lot of celebrity cameos. <laughs> yes, it is did. that all you Which have to say Which is usually about a it? bad sign for movies, I think. <laughs> and it was some weird sing along and uh, lots of sing alongs. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why did the Misery Brothers, Michael and Angelo, not be the two guys who played Perfect Strangers? Oh like, man, that yeah. would have been great. They look like they, they look they like they were trying the, to go for that, the except Belgian in Bartokamis look. Ace Ventura slash. <laughs> the mask yeah um outfits yeah very much uh now this i me and dane highly recommended this movie <laughs> multiple times <laughs> to to our viewers i mean our listeners to the and world to you <laughs> and uh, and watching this again i was like oh man i don't so- know if kefa's going to like this <laughs> but i still like it I some, think some of it was, I mean, some of it was okay, so, but I think I you got to be with your friends <laughs> on the couch eating junk food. Oh yeah. Yep. That's a given for this movie. <laughs> I definitely would not enjoy it if watching it alone as yeah. much as with other people. Yeah. That definitely heightens the experience to, uh, to, to f- f- flatulent proportions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you break out the box there? All right. So, <clears throat> quick story, real quick. So, uh, T Man and story, I, real quick, T Man and I <laughs> got it. the got to see this movie years we had ago. The opportunity back when the opportunity arose, and we took it <laughs> back when by the horns back when Netflix was doing DVD rentals, and I rented some wackadoo movie with Randy Quaid called Bug Buster, which was great. And, you know, after you rent movies, they give you suggestions. And this movie came up. We're like, oh, this looks fun. And we watched it. We're like, this movie's great. And (laughs) getting a VHS copy of this movie is, it's damn near impossible. It's really hard to come by. And if you find it online, it's pretty, it's usually like expensive or whatever. It's a collector's item. A total collector's item. Like nobody, forget Microwave Massacre and, and all that stuff, man. This is a rare oddity in the VHS world right here <laughs> that everybody everybody should be going to the Goodwill bins to try to find. It's a must-have. It's a must-have indeed. So uh, a quick quick note on this movie. Um, this was generously sent to us by our very good fan, Meet Cleva Max, James, and uh, who is a, he's a huge fan. He's a Patreon member. Um, wicked, wicked, big fan of the show. And one day he sent uh, a bunch of tapes to us and this was in there and it was sealed. 
And this is a uh, this is a screener copy, by the way. So when we watch the movie, it says DMG Entertainment on the bottom of the screen almost the entire time, and it was so sealed, unbelievable. So wh- whoever got this at the video store, who would get the screener copy, they just put it off to the side and said, "Fuck this, I'm not watching this." Whoa! Well, thanks, James. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Meet Cleaver Max, wicked, wicked, awesome dude, and we can't thank him enough for sending him for sending us this movie because. As I yeah. as I like to say, I find this to be one of the greatest movies of all time. Right up there, <laughs> right up there with, I, right up there with Silence of the Hams. I think that this makes a great, great double feature with Silence of the Hams. <laughs> oh Absolutely. wow, that's a bold wow. statement. I'm not that even is, going that far. That is the boldest statement I have ever heard. One of the greatest movies of all time. I, I say, greatest <laughs> oh movie, <laughs> Citizen Kane. Get him out of it. Get the get the fuck out of my kitchen, Citizen Kane. Shinless list. Get the fuck out. Oh Misery Brothers Y2K. You are sitting on the golden throne of greatest movies ever made. Misery Whoa. Brothers Y2K. And I ain't shitting his neither. All right. Let's uh, say no fart in a jar. No fart in a jar. So. So when you watched this before, <laughs> yeah, when you got it from Netflix, yeah, assuming a DVD, it was a DVD. Yep. Um, did it have uh, sing along uh, bits? You know, oh, you mean like where it says the text at the bottom of the screen? Yeah, the bouncing ball. The bouncing ball. Yeah, it's the same movie. I, it's same, same, same thing. Yep, same thing. <laughs> exact right. same movie. Yep. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so, uh, there's something, I don't know, again, just like Silence of the Hams, there's something that I love about movies, parody comedies made in the nineties that have like topical jokes in them. I this don't know. I, really there's not really too many topical jokes. There was a few, it's like a spoof without anything. It's spoofing. It's not yeah, a direct you, spoof yeah, of yeah. any particular movie, but it's like over the top, uh, like slapstick comedy. Yeah. Um, so on the box, which is this nice, like metallic silver box. Ooh. Um, and at the very top, again, topical, it says, forget about Mary, bench the water boy. I tell you oh around, God, right, the around water the t- boy. right around the time this movie was made. It says the misery brothers. Y2K There's a big, big lip, lip smack in the corner. Um, you have Debbie Dunning, who played uh, uh, the the Tool Time Girl on uh, Home Improvement. It's a mm. starring, starring Home Improvement's Tool Time Girl, Debbie Dunning. It's not starring her. She's only in like the last act who of the movie. Who did she play? She was, was she the, she was the, the stenographer? She, no, she, she was the lawyer. She was the oh, lawyer. She was the lawyer. Oh. That, looks like, um, that looks like Roger. Who's Roger Rabbit's wife? What's her name? Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit, right. All right, and then... She is surrounded by this blue, like target, with a bunch of stars around here with people's names of the people that are in the movie to show you all the star power. That's yeah, the in this Misery movie. Brothers aren't even on the cover, are they? They're not even on the cover. They're on the spine wearing uh, crowns. Oh, it says Screwball Comedy on the spine. That's awesome. There you go. And uh, let's see. Uh, so in the back. You have a bunch of pictures of scenes from the movie with a bunch of the different stars that are in it, including Pat Morita, Abe Vigoda, Debbie Dunning, Paula Barbieri, Dr. Joyce Brothers, 
Nell Call, Neil Carter, Norm Crosby, Eric Estrada, Lou Ferrigno, Sherman Helmsley, Tiny Lister, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Lorenzo Dumani, who's the guy who made the movie, Frank Stallone, and Leo Rossi. Who is Frank Stallone? Who did he play? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Well, either way. Let's, let's check the IMDb. I don't remember him being, I don't remember seeing him in the movie, but anywho. <clears throat> all right. So in the back of the box, it says, in the tradition of airplane, dumb and dumber and naked gun. Get ready for the sheer insanity of... <laughs> Kevin is shaking his head. No? In the tradition of Airplane, Dumb and Dumber, and Naked Gun? No, you don't think so? No. I think Those movies are levels above this one. I think this movie <laughs> is levels above Airplane, Dumb and Dumber, and Naked Gun. Let me tell you that right now. Whoa. As much as I love all three of those, I think this movie You'd is rather better watch than this all three than of, those of those movies, movies. combined. Wow. Oh my. That's right. That's how great. Misery I mean, Brothers. I am a proponent of this movie, but I you are really uh I think you're comparing really it sold. to yeah, any of those let alone the three combined. That's Oh yeah. That's oh, a, yeah. that's a stretch. That's Yeah. Uh so it says get ready for the sheer insanity of Michael and Angelo Misery, aka the Misery Brothers. Born into a family which has been doomed for generations. Grandpa Miserio literally missed the boat from Italy to Ellis Island and rode to Three Mile Island instead. These imbeciles embark on an odyssey to turn their family misfortunes around. Only where there's a misery, there's trouble. Hilarious trouble only these two can get into. Halden the imprisoned, Halden and imprisoned by the legend by the legendary district attorney, f me week f me weekly, for a crime they didn't commit. It's up to the brothers and their curvaceous bombshell of a public defender. I'm a barrister to save them from death row. What ensues is the trial of a century, a three ring service circus of a courtroom presided over by the Jinsu knife-throwing judge, Benny Hanna, featuring a jury of playmates. This trial will give all new meaning to the term sidebar and jury pool. With numerous celebrity what? cameos, five full-scale musical numbers. Whoa, and, that's a selling point. And an all-star com- comedic, comedic cast. <laughs> The Misery Brothers <laughs> is 2,000 laughs. Well, maybe 100. And a lot of fun. <laughs> maybe 100. That's pretty good. They say Misery loves company. But who'd want to hang out with these two? You would. Party on, Y2K. <laughs> you would, Kevin. I would not. I would not want to. I do not do Misery Brothers. Oh, what? no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's, I just can't, I can't believe the, this. Cat. The court scene is like the last 20 minutes. It's like maybe the last third of the movie. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You make it sound like this. I'm just saying well, in the sounds, box, they, yeah, they the make box. it seem like it's my cousin Vinny or something. Oh, oh yeah. They failed to mention the actual, the real plot of the movie. Yeah. Which is these people have to 
they have to spend one year without doing any crime and they have to marry and bear children within a year to get $200 million in inheritance. Which they only did half that. Yeah, which which then uh, 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 a crazy church shyster is trying to get the money. That's the main story of the movie. And then mm-hmm. he's not even in the last part of the no. movie, though. Him mm. and the lawyer who were trying to get all the money they're, they're, that are... Co- that are conjoined to completely forgotten in cahoots. About. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not in the last bit of the movie at all. Well, <laughs> they just ignore part of the clause of getting the money after the court scene. I guess so. Yeah. Did they get the money? <laughs> Who knows? <clears throat> I don't know. They don't wrap up anything. No, no, and they don't. And they, they really don't commit to the plot at all either. Nope. No, they don't. Nope. And characters just come in whenever they're necessary for the scene. And, and then and so did they're musical like, numbers. all right, goodbye. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they just need to sing a song and then they leave. <laughs> and it's all about punny names. Yes, lots oh, of punny yeah. names. It's awesome. The whole opening credits were punny names, which right. I, uh, I liked. It wasn't bad. It's a cartoon chicken and... Uh, well, the trailers for this was a trailer for this. Yep. And then a trailer for this like uh, million dollar baby boxing drama. Which was also directed by the same guy. That didn't look as funny, though. No. Uh, now, at the beginning, one thing I did want to mention. <laughs> Kevin's going to say it looked funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they showed uh, some woman boxing and her dad gets shot or something. It was hilarious. <laughs> Now that's my kind of humor. <laughs> uh, the trailer to Misery Brothers Y2K, the guy who does the voiceover sounds exactly 100% like oh. Mike Ranger from Video Rangers podcast. Exactly like him and his alter ego, Indiana Travolta, <laughs> like to a T. <laughs> And he's like, he's like half asleep. He's like, hey, these misery brothers are going to you're in the courtroom, you know, hey, watch this movie. <laughs> it's exactly. That was good though. Oh man, it's great. Um, and then we get into the movie and we start getting these little uh, screener, little tickers at the bottom of the screen. <clears throat> so, uh, misery brothers, Y2K starts off with. Uh, with what? What happens at the beginning of the movie? Abe Vigoda in drag. Yeah. Yep. No, Abe Vigoda wasn't in drag yet. And they were going to have. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh. Him and some lady were going to have kids. And she's like, no, I don't want him to be in this family. Because he's like. He's like a mob boss. Leota. I think that was his name. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Ray Leota. Don Frito Leota. He's the head of. Of the the Frito Leota junk food company, yeah. There's there's all these different mob families that are all junk food companies. Yeah, the Frito like the lawyers like Hagen Hagen Das something mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the woman is like, "I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna have an abortion or give him up for adoption." And then she goes to JFK for like ten minutes. Oh yeah. Who's like, I'm going to make sure these boys are taken care of. I'm untouchable. I'm the president. Oh, but it's an assassination joke. I mean, he throws Marilyn Monroe out out a window. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's implied. He throws her off screen and then you hear a window break. Yeah. 
<laughs> I thought it was funny. He made this joke. He's all like, he's all like, yeah, I always take care of all the women that I'm, that I'm, uh, uh it, it, that I do something with in the bedroom. I have, I used to be doing stuff with this Vietnamese girl and, uh, I sent my boys down there to take care of everything. Yeah. He's, he's insinuated that he started the Vietnamese war. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, JFK sends the kids to uh, adopt, be, be adopted or whatever. Yeah, I guess they go live in Cuba or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really like that. They don't yeah. really tell you. And then cut to thirty-eight years later. They don't even tell you that. I I thought it was at the same time. I don't know. They're grown men, and nobody else has aged. Oh, yeah. but when do we see the birth scene? Oh, I thought that was, that was great. amazing. <laughs> so can't bite. You gotta like that scene. Come on, dude. It was, it was great. It was pretty good. <laughs> all it was all right. right. Well, you had this big fat woman up on a ladder and this guy who's like Super Mario <laughs> next to this pregnant woman be like, hey, oh, hey, hey, Paisano, say you don't have a baby. Hey, leaping lasagna. <laughs> and this lady jumps off of the ladder right onto this lady. Five star frog splash. Yeah, right onto <laughs> oh, this lady's stomach. Woman. And, this, and one of the babies shoots out. It's like this plastic naked baby doll covered in goo. It has the little like Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura wig. Then they're like, hey, yo, there's another one in there. Hey, I think it's a head. Maybe it's an ass. I can't tell. Hey, get it out of there. <laughs> and, and that one comes spewing out too. Yeah, like, she jumps on her, the pregnant lady's stomach and forces out the the plastic baby dolls <laughs> who are the misery brothers and Mario catches them in a bedpan. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't now even have can. like baby sounds or anything playing. It's just they had two baby dolls. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even try to move them like they were babies or anything. I think that was great. It's awesome. Um man, I love that's probably one of my favorite scenes. Uh it starts off strong. Yeah. And then I guess then that we see the Misery Brothers sitting on a bench and then uh Redwood Chump comes up to him uh who is just a red-headed Forrest Gump and then they tell him their life story. This might be out of place. There's also like a Star Wars opening crawl text crawl at the beginning. Yeah. That I didn't finish reading. It was episode XXX. And at the end, it said it was a dark time. Someone turn on a light. Ah. And uh, yeah, every every now and again, they cut back to like them and Forrest Gump guy. And then like Forrest Gump guy is like slowly deteriorating into madness. And by the end of the movie, he dies of boredom, much like Kev Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I don't really know what happens. I guess Abe Vigoda is it now in drag and he's got, uh, some lawyer, his lawyer comes and talks to him and he says, you've got some kids or something. Yeah. What, what it was looking that, for his kids or something. It, he, they're saying that when he dies, he has no family to give his fortune to and right. he's afraid that it's all just going to go to the government and he hopes that he has kids that he can give his fortune to to live on the 
Frito Lelioli uh, lineage. Right. And they so come he hires uh, tiny. So keep making those barbecue twist Fritos. <laughs> those are delicious. Those are scrumptious. Oh my god, it's so I good. Love those. Never had one, dude. Oh yeah. Sometimes for lunch, I go down to Stop and Shop. I go down to the pre-made section, like where the deli is. I get a, I get an Italian grinder. Go to the chip section. Go get a thing of those barbecue Fritos. It's a great lunch. Mm, definitely. <laughs> well, a cheap plug for great lunch. Great lunch. At stop, stop and, and shop. shop deli. <laughs> but seriously, next time you're at your local, your local haberdashery, <laughs> grab a bag of uh, barbecue twist Fritos. If you're a fan of Fritos or barbecue flavored things. Well, would it be? Come on. Yeah. Terrorists. So. Uh, yeah, he's now in drag. He's a changed man and he goes up to his lawyer and he like puts up his hand kind of like, you know, like, like the Don would do or the Godfather, right? Would he go and kiss the hand of the Godfather? And he oh, has this, this disgusting little ring, this little gold <laughs> ring that has a finger sticking off of it. And this guy kisses the little gold staking up finger that almost looks like a dick. It's really gross. And then the guy goes, yeah. keep, keep, Abe go, Abe go is like, keep going, keep going. And the guy just keeps smooching him up his arm, up to his shoulder. And then they like hug and they're like, oh, oh, I just want to be open and free. I assume it's a thing where I don't know, it, maybe it's like a, like a Bruce Jenner thing where he just wants to admit to the world that he wants to be a woman. And maybe, but that's way before Bruce Jenner. No, I understand. But he's I mean, ahead of its time. Yeah, ahead of its time. Um, and, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> then this other guy just pops in, and I don't even know why they talk about it. So the two guys separate. Just goes, all right. It's uh, it's just strictly business, okay. And and the lawyer like walks out, and this guy's like, "Yep, your kids are downstairs." And Abe Goat is no, like, "No, no, no. He's they're oh, not oh, there oh, yet." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know. I really don't know what the plot point is, but I know they're not in this suit. <laughs> And the, the, this other lawyer guy, I guess says, Oh, you have uh, some, you've got some kids now because it's convenient for the purpose of this movie existing. And then, uh, Avi is like, Hey, that's great. Let's celebrate. And he opens like a bookshelf turns into a bar and then he drinks a whole bottle of vodka and then he drinks a whole bottle of more vodka or so. I don't know what. I don't know what alcohol he is. Talks about some sort of drinking problem and then drinks like four bottles, including a thing of rubbing alcohol and lights a cigarette and then burps, burps out, out fire. fire. <laughs> yeah. And then Tiny Lester has the Misery Brothers. Yeah. He's like, by the way, not created, not credited on IMDb because he had some sort <laughs> of name play. He took it remember. off. Um, he deleted it from his account. Yeah, seriously. Um, and Tiny Lester's like, we got to prep him because he's got a bad heart. So if something happens, he could die. Of course, they go up and he <laughs> sees him, and he immediately Avagoda immediately has a heart attack and dies. That's right. Oh, after yeah, so Tiny Lester was like the yeah. private investigator hired oh, to find yeah. the kids, and then he oh, did, and, and yeah, and Abe go and. He walks into the office with Abe Vigoda and he thinks that um, Tiny Lester is one of his kids. Yes. And his name is Luke 
stair climber. Oh, there's your Star Wars. Yeah, joke. that's what it was. That's right. And then, and then he was like, "I'm your father." Talking to us was like, "No, you're not. Your kids are downstairs." And then the kids just the uh, wait. No, we go to the funeral next. I think. Yeah, this part was great too. I love yeah. this. This is awesome. Fucking uh, oh shit! What's that guy's name? So the the actor's name who played uh, Reverend George, Shenanigans, George, Re- Re- the guy who played George Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he played Reverend Shyster, who runs one of those his uh, name money churches. Is Sherman Helmsley? Yeah, yeah. Sherman Helmsley. Hems- he was Hemsley. Hemsley. He was one of the Hemsley. best parts of this movie. I love Sherman Hemsley is always good. Yeah. He, yeah. He usually really is in everything. Um, so now we're in the, we're in the church for the funeral. And I mean, I guess like it's assumed that it's never like implied like any time before this, like what I was saying, like things just happen when they need to happen with no setup. So like this church exists because Sherman Hemsley's character needs to be the bad guy and we never met him before now. But anyway, so they do this whole like song and dance about like Sherman Hemsley, like the, the church choir is all singing and there's like break dancers in the aisle and the misery brothers are on either side, like doing white people dancing and shit. And, um, they're singing a song about how Sherman Hemsley was like a pimp from Philadelphia and then he killed a man and then he went to prison and then he now he's a, a pastor or whatever. Uh and then Sherman Helmsley like takes the takes the stand or the pedestal or whatever at the front of the church. I don't know. The altar. He goes yeah, up to the yeah. altar and addresses the congregation and he's like, This church needs seven million dollars, Sinclair. <laughs> and uh and then and then we're like oh he's the bad guy okay um and then the Mercury brothers th- tr- move the casket and throw it out in the street and it gets hit by a truck there's a lot of a lot of scenes that there's something that happens and then uh things take place off the screen as people kind of watch right like Marilyn Monroe getting thrown out of a window or this casket going into traffic and you just get a moment of the Misery Brothers being like, huh? 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 <laughs> yeah. while you hear all the uh, while you the hear all the effects. sound effects for for getting hit by a car and squashing body parts and stuff like that. Missed opportunities, I think. Well, I mean, come on. They spent all that money on Eric Estrada and Sherman Helmsley and Lou Ferrigno and Rowdy Roddy Piper. You can't film a casket getting struck by a truck if, you, if you're if you forcing uh, there's, there's not some sort Eric Estrada of B-roll footage number. somewhere, some public domain footage of a box. You know what? You're right. Big box getting uh, hit by a truck. Yeah, you know what? You large are truck. absolutely right because they did it with the babies. I think mm-hmm. they could have done it with this too. They could have just filmed like an RC car or something hitting a hitting a book of matches or whatever. Give a little payoff. Could yeah. could be super duper over the top. Exactly. You know what? You're there was a car explosion though. That's where their money went. True. They exploded the '67 Chevy. 
Is that what some car exploded? I don't no, know. no, that no, was, no, the it was the boombox lady. It was the stripper. the stripper assassin. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know what happens, guys. They go to the the will reading, and that's when. Yeah. Oh, Sherman Helmsley's oh, there too. For some reason, Pastor Pastor Scheister, like lightning comes down and turns his hair into Don King. Yeah, because it's for no fucking Don reason. King because was, uh, around at that time, kinda. <laughs> People still knew who he was. Just because the church needs seven million dollars, that's yeah. what's gonna it's gonna hit him more if he doesn't get the seven million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, "May God strike me down if I'm lying to my church." And then he gets struck by lightning and gets Don King here. <sighs> we get the will reading. Yep. We get all that info. That was great. So he's got, a- got like a tape recorder. He's like, all right, mm. we're going to listen to your father's last will and testament. And he's like, okay, I am confessing to these murders. And like, oh, 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 oh hold on, hold on. Right part of the tape. <laughs> and they cut to it. And so there's these rules. And you're thinking, okay, this is the plot of the movie. The, they, the Misery Brothers get the entire estate, the $200 million estate of the Frito Leone estate. Where they have to be crime free for one year and they have to find women and bear some children within one year or else all the money, the $200 million in the whole estate go towards Pastor Scheister's church. So you find so out here's, the, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say now the whole plot is that it basically the whole rest of the movie, well, almost the whole rest of the movie revolves around the pastor and the lawyer who are in cahoots trying to get the misery brothers killed. So that way they can get the estate money. So here's what I don't understand. (laughs) Shyster says he needs $7 million and um, they have 200, they have $200 million. Yeah. 200 million. So don't you think they could just be like, Hey, here's say $10 million. Little something extra on the top, plus maybe some legal fees. There you go. No, I mean, problem solved. You know why? Because instead of getting, instead of just asking for the ten million dollars for the church, he can get two hundred if he just kills the Misery Brothers. Which which option would you take, Kevbot? Seven million or murder and two million? Two hundred million. You mean? What did I say? Two million? Two hundred million? Two million? Two hundred million? I mean. The just asking him for seven million. That's what I said I needed. Yeah, but and he's a shyster. No, he's a yeah, no, he's a shyster. Uh, murders on my conscience. But he's hey, probably, that's, he already that's has me. a murder. He already murdered a guy in Philadelphia. Yeah, he he's used True. to it. Just saying, he was a pimp. He doesn't care. Just saying, some of this could it have been is, avoided. It is the practical way to go. I mean, and he could ask for the seven million, get that up front, and still go along with the murders. Because True. then there's know. no uh, then there's no reason that the police would think he might have been behind it, even though it's the lawyer that planned everything. Right. Um, but the movie needs to happen. So that's what happens. And it's very loose, like everything. The scenes in this movie, like really have nothing to do <clears throat> with the plot, except like every other scene at best. It has to do with the plot. I think this is one of those movies where somebody just came up with a bunch of goofy ideas and they strung them together. Like, oh, this is a funny joke. This is a funny joke. And they just wrote those jokes loosely around some some kind of a story right. in the movie. 
So probably exactly. on napkins and then. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, was it like, oh, okay, because you know, it's is this is like one of those movies, like Naked Gun and stuff, where they take literal meaning to words, like jury pool. So the jury's all wearing bikinis, like a like you would at a pool. You know what I mean? So sidebar is an actual bar. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of stuff. So. Again, little ideas that they probably had and like, oh, this is this is funny. Or like the whole like fart jar thing. Like, oh, that's a funny, it's a funny joke. It's kind of a funny idea. I'd love to put that in a movie. It's it's like, yeah, if you had a bunch of napkins with shit written down ideas, you threw them all <laughs> on the table and just said, this all right, is let's all make a bunch a, of leftovers. Let's, yeah, let's make a movie out of all of these napkin ideas. That's what Misery Brothers is leftover Y2K's. jokes with a budget. Now, can we talk about the Y2K thing real quick? I just want to talk about that it real quick. It is not quick. mentioned anywhere except the end. And is not even in the official title on the IMDb yeah, page. Yeah, it's slapped on. And you could tell, like, you remember back in the day when text and things, obviously it wasn't done digitally, so it was done somehow analog. So it has a little tiny bit of, like, a slight jiggle to it. And then when you add something to it, you could see that the jiggle is different from the from the jiggle of the other stuff. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. So at the very end of the movie where it says Misery Brothers, and then it says Y2K that was just kind of slapped on there, it's a different little jiggle. Hmm. So didn't notice that they just they're slapping it on. Now the internet says that this movie came out in '95, but then other sources say it came out in '99. So did it come out in '95 and then they repackaged it in '99 and called it Y2K Where? and then they added mm-hmm. a song at the end credits that said Y that had the, the theme Y2K in the song? I don't know. Yes, what other sources did. are you finding? Because I can't find this. Anywhere, it's not on Wikipedia. Yeah, there is almost no information. It's, There's an IMDb, I think, on, but it's not on Amazon. Can't find it on VHS this, or DVD. Yeah, the song about like the end credit song is like it's the year 2000, blah blah blah. Uh, no, and no, that's it's not credited end. in the credits, yeah, with the no, rest of the right. music. So they 100% just added this Y2K stuff because I feel like this movie bombed hard. In, you know, 1995, and they're like, shit, how do we recoup our losses? Oh, we've got, uh, you know, everything. Just slap fucking Y2K on it. Some some idiot will buy it just because everything was Y2K. So they'll make it think like, oh, this is a new movie. Maybe it's a sequel. If I really love the Misery Brothers 95, maybe I'll love Misery Brothers Y2K. <laughs> and... That's, you that's know, the it's operating just, system on my computer. Misery Brothers, Y two Misery Brothers, uh, ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> I see. So that's see, like that's Mine probably too, and that's why my computer keeps messing up. Yeah, Jeff Boss' computer is all messed up because Doctor Lawnmower hacked his cyberspace. Doctor Monkey Lawnmower Man, you need. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's why your tape was a screener and yeah. unopened. Yeah. So I guarantee you the um, the guy who owned the video store had Misery Brothers 95 and was like, nobody fucking rents this tape. And then they sent him a screener for Misery Brothers Y2K. He's like, yeah, fuck this. Just <laughs> threw it in the trash and immediately sent it to Goodwill. I and wonder now if we have it. That movie Knockout that the trailer was for at the beginning of this, I wonder if it was a thing where like if you ordered a copy of knockout or something, <laughs> then you got a copy of this like for free or, so, or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's probably what happened when you ordered tapes from distributors back in the day, you know? 
I doubt it. I think this is legit just a scam because tapes were so expensive, especially, you know, they're like 70, 100 bucks a pop. Yeah, right. Uh, and so I think this is 100% just a scam to, uh, you know, video stores to buy the same tape twice. Probably. Passing it off as a new movie when it's not. Yeah, that could be. You know, like the thousand different cuts of fucking Blade Runner and shit. And then yeah, you gotta right. buy every single one. That's right. Now we have to buy every single version of Y2K <laughs> with the voiceover narration without it. The extended cut, the definitive edition. That's right. The Criterion Collection and Misery Brothers Y2K. <laughs> the com the blue the Blu-ray DVD combo. Yeah. That's one thing I will never H fucking get. HD DVD 4K. I will never understand Laser why disc. Why the hell does every Blu-ray that you buy today both come with a Blu-ray and a DVD? Why doesn't it why isn't it just one disc? Who the fuck wants to have both the Blu-ray and the DVD? Does it make if you're buying the Blu-ray, you already have a Blu-ray player. One to your friend. One for your friends? So yeah. you give your friends the DVD? Yeah, why I not? traveled with Blu-rays and found that uh the places I go only have DVD players. Huh? Huh? See? It worked out pretty well. There you go. Chris. Just, buy, now, just buy the DVD. Why buy the Blu-ray? Because it has the DVD for free and it's the same price. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I just, now I just make sure I use the download code so I can just watch it on my phone or bring a tablet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. You get three, three options. What's wrong with that, Dane? That's right. More consumer choice. Are you against consumer choice, Dane Train? I, you no, are you saying as much as you've enjoyed this movie over you airplane and it. Dumb and Dumber <laughs> and and uh, Naked Gun that you would not want to own this movie in as many formats as available? I only want to own it in the one that I currently have. This sweet, <laughs> sweet screener. Wow! It's the only way I want to watch this movie. The right. Uh, where in the plot were we? Uh, no idea. Oh, the, they just read the will. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, I feel like that was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they read the will. So now it's up to uh, Reverend Scheister and the lawyer to come up with all kinds of kooky ideas to try to kill the Misery Brothers. And the first one that they do is they hire these two bimbos. Shabimbos. Either kill them or get them or get them convicted. I because, think yeah. both, right? Yeah. They try like a few different methods. I think yes. the first one was to get them arrested for rape. Right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> uh, their plan was to hire these uh, these bimbos to go over and seduce the Misery Brothers, and then make the uh, make the nasties with them, and then they would accuse them of uh, rape because nobody in their right mind would sleep with the Misery Brothers of their own volition. But they take a dookie in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, they they come into the house and it's freezing outside. I'm sure this is probably in California. And it's icy cold and their nipples get real hard and one of the Misery Brothers goes, hey, uh, your high beams are on. And then their nipples like glow like high beams as they come into the house. Yeah. 
Great Take joke. that, Dumb and Dumber. Does Dumb and Dumber have that? That already happened in, in The Naked Gun, right? Like, didn't like the woman take her... Oh, no, no, that happened in Dumb and Dumber, right. That happened I in know. Dumb and Dumber. Right, right, right. That's what I'm <laughs> When Lloyd is... Uh, He's getting... Dozing off when off driving the in the blinkers. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, so, uh, uh, they are being served lunch by Lou Ferrigno, who plays... Quasi, who's their <laughs> butler, and he I just like this dude. He's great. Why is he missing it? Why is one of his teeth blacked out? That makes dude, no sense. He's the kooky, it's funny. kooky butler, man. He's this crazy uh, sloppy butler who's like a bodybuilder who just does everything really shitty. So he just like tosses fucking food on your plate, and he sloppily <laughs> opens. He like re- he pours your wine. He like pours the glass close to him and then he just moves his whole body over the table to pour the next person's and he and they're, and they're like hey what's for lunch he's like it's like i don't fucking know what's for lunch whatever the cook made <laughs> and uh they uh so the girls are like looking at each other kind of like like oh geez but they they're trying to like put on these fake smiles and ask him questions and they, the the misery brothers goes so how do you know uh lawyer hagendas and one of them goes I used to do his brother. And the other one goes, I used to do his sister. And one of the busy brothers goes, oh, that's good. Keeping it in the family. <laughs> and one thing I like about the misery God brothers, hates this. <laughs> this is one of those movies where it's cartoonish, where the, all this stuff happens around the misery brothers and they're completely oblivious to it where people could, it's like, it's like the Mr. Magoo like syndrome or whatever you want to call it, where like all this <laughs> shit happens to them or like, like all this stuff is trying to happen to them. But uh, they, uh, but they're oblivious. oblivious. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, you find out that they're eating horse meat, and the girls don't like that at all. They throw up all over the table. Throw up all over the table. The misery brothers are just like, "Mm, mm, mm." Lou Ferrigno's like, "Jeez, you had to puke on the table, ladies." (laughs) Yeah, this scene went on a little too long. Yeah, (laughs) they could have cut out all the horse meat stuff. A lot of the scenes go on a little too long. Yeah, a little bit. So next thing you know, they go into their luxurious pool. Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. And yeah, yeah, down to the jacuzzi. <laughs> and, uh, it, and it's like one of those ones that like it looks like it's all natural with like rocks and stuff. It's not like fiberglass. Yeah, it's like the Playboy Mansion uh, yeah. uh, grotto. Yeah. It, like the treating them like they're like toddlers or like one of them has like a has like an airplane and like with the airplane yeah there's like bathtub toys yeah in there and then they're like all getting sexy with the misery brothers and then they're like oh you're making my friend very happy and then she's like, ooh, can I see your friend? And he's like, you want to see my python? And the other guy's like, you want to see my king cobra? And of course, they're like, yeah, ooh, let me see your python. And then, yeah, they pull out fucking plastic snakes. And then the girls go, ah! <laughs> they're like, damn, ladies, you're going to you're gonna scare my snakes here. Yeah, and th- there was a joke where, I mean, this is also a pretty canned ham joke where... Like bubbles come up, and then the girl's like, "Oh, these jets for the jacuzzi are pretty weak." And he's like, "Oh, this isn't a jacuzzi." <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it was. It was a jacuzzi. The bubbles weren't on, and then five minutes oh, later, uh, the bubbles were on. After they, they get a little <laughs> bit of the bubbly. Yeah, and they pour in some a uh, Mister Bubble. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they did. And have that's Mr. where bubble. the fake Dookie 
like king size <laughs> Kit Kat is floating. Yeah. I forgot what did they say it yeah, actually how did was. That happen? Where did that, I they, don't they know. said it was a candy bar? Was that what it was? Yeah. But yeah, there's out of nowhere, it, it just, I feel like this big old Zeus Dookie floats up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey, you scream, it made me poop my pants. And then you just see this big floating piece of like tree bark. <laughs> and the ladies get all freaked out and they get out of the they get out of the pool and the, the hot tub and they're freezing. So they're like, get us some blanket, get us some towels. We're freezing. So of course they give them some towels. And the, one of them has like this blankets. Big, what's that? Electric. They're blankets, yeah. but turns out they're electric blankets. He pulls out this big electrical box, and then you have these awesome <laughs> rotoscoped electrical electricity. And the girls are like, like and of course, one of them is like into it, and the other one is not into doing it. Yeah, she's clearly like phoning it. She yeah. like, yeah, one girl is very dedicated to the electricity. <laughs> scene and then the other girl's just standing there like oh what did i sign up for oh god <laughs> and uh so they uh they get electrocuted and apparently uh, they became comatose yeah so later uh reverend sleazebag and hagendas lawyer are on the phone being like oh yeah they're they're on life support um so we got to figure out another way and the off uh, the reverend chase is like hey i i know somebody else who can go down there and, and kill them this time. So that night, Lou Ferrigno we wearing some fucking weird clothes, this crazy like circus top hat and stuff, opens the front door and it's a stripogram. He got this, uh, this chicken like black leather. With, cowboy like, girl. Cowboy girl. And she, uh, she goes in to go see the misery brothers. And I forgot what the whole joke was, but, She's all like, hey, well, first she's got this like Southern accent. Well, she, and then she goes into, hey, don't, why don't people think I'm smart to, for me to pay for these? And she's, she's like hugging her jugs. There's a lot of boob jokes in this movie. Every oh, yeah. girl in this movie has big old fake titties and they make like rubber sounds when they move. Yeah. And the, the misery brothers are like, oh, hey, I'd love to have a pair of bazoongas like you. <laughs> And anyway, she puts out a boom box and she sets a timer on it. And then as she starts uh, stripping to Hava Nagila. Yeah. <laughs> they put on these yarmulkes and they're all dancing. And of course, the Misery Brothers are just dancing. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. And she's trying to shoot them. But I mean... She's the worst shot in the world because they're literally like three feet in front of her. Well, she keeps wiggling just... her bazoongas around while shooting. Right. I which why you're here to murder someone. Just <laughs> shoot them. <laughs> and then she she's a terrible shot and she misses all six shots and she didn't bring any uh, extra ammo. So fuck it. Where would she put it? <laughs> That's true. You, you know, I thought I was don't want to know the be boombox. The boombox says boombox on the cover, and in the speaker, somebody just like cut out There's a little a bit of the speaker, back. and they they like hot glued a calculator into into it. <laughs> so that's so that way you know it's a bomb. Yeah. So the boombox is a bomb, and she sets the bomb, and then she's like, "Oh, I gotta get out of here," and then she goes into her Ford Tempo. And then the Misery Brothers come out and they're like, oh, you forgot your boombox. See ya. And they throw it in the car. And then, of course, she explodes and dies. <laughs> That's the big explosion. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Lawyer Hagendas 
and the phone rings. He picks up the phone and he's like, oh, I just, I don't know what happened. She was careless, throwing around her tits everywhere. She was lousy. It only lasted five minutes. She'll never dance for everyone again. And then it's her, it's her wife. It's his wife being like, I just wanted to call and see if you wanted a casserole for dinner. <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the, uh, the reverend calls again and he's like, oh, I saw what happened. We got to devise a new plan. Well, then he's, um, Shyster says, oh, I heard what happened. And the lawyer goes, how you already talked to my wife? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, except they don't really, because this wasn't a part of the plan. The rest of the movie has nothing to do with their plan, right? Yeah, it's just this is pure it. coincidence. This is the last part of their plan. You never hear from them or that story ever What yet. was their plan? They were trying to kill the Misery Brothers to get all the money. I know, but they didn't actually come up with another plan. No, no, they didn't. Right. Okay. No. I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything. No. No, no, so no. they just give up on that whole plot. Yep. Uh, so uh, the Misery Brothers are outside having some breakfast. And uh, the Lou Ferrigno tells them that, you know, they feel a little blue, feel a little glum. Maybe they should go out shopping, go out in the town, go on. What's that? What's that big road? He said, "Go take a limo." Rodeo drive. Yeah, rodeo drive. And go take a limo, and then the other guy's like, "I don't know. They're really hard to park." Yeah, I thought that was a good joke. That was good. They 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 hear the guy. Didn't even hear that joke. You hear that joke? It was a good joke. Spacing out. (laughs) You were tuned out. (laughs) Did you hear '67 Chevy? Uh, Yeah, I did a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard to miss that one. Uh, so there's a landscaper who's next to this hot rod. It's like yellow with flames, hot rod. And he's blowing the leaves with his electric leaf blower. And the guy's like, wow, what a beauty. Where'd you get that thing? And he's like, oh, this is the best leaf blower I've ever had. I know it's wonderful. I got it down at Sears. Where America shops. America shops. (laughs) And they're like, no, 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 no. We're talking about the car. (laughs) If you need a leaf blower, head down to Sears right now. (laughs) Oh man! Maybe um, Sears Sears basement. Whatever. They need the <laughs> advertising. They uh, and they're like, no, no, what the car? What's the car? And we go into a five minute musical number about the car. It's a '67 Chevy. Hey, '67 Chevy. Hey, '67 Chevy. We're hey. driving down the, the street, street in a '67 Chevy. Hey, and then like all these other dudes come out of the. Uh, of the car. It's like, I think it's supposed to be like a grease parody, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah, supposed grease to be, lightning. yeah. Like grease lightning. Yeah. Uh, so all these other dudes come out of the car of nowhere and they start dancing around and they go into this like bit about where they got the car from and they like stole it from a guy. They're like, I was driving down the street and I saw this car and then I said, I'll pull out my gun and I said, get out of the car. It's mine now. And then they, so basically they stole this car and like went to the chop shop and, uh, you know, and then he lets the misery brothers drive it. And then you still hear they're driving the car and like through the radio there it's, you still hear 67 Chevy, 67 Chevy. Hey. And then one of the misery brothers like pulls out the, uh, registration. He's like, Oh, Hey, I just found out this is a 51 Ford. And then the song changes to 51 Ford, hey. 51 Ford. Hey, <laughs> I, I thought that was great. That was great. Uh, they see these 
two beautiful women walking down the strip. Oh, hey, ho. Oh. And they're like, oh, wow, whoa. And they pull I think off. it's the double mint twins. Is that who you think? It, I don't know. I think it was, but it's twins. You got these twins. And some dude in like a Cadillac convertible smashes into the back of their car and flies out and uh, lands, lands into in a waste paper trash. basket, trash can. And the two ladies are like, hey, shouldn't you guys help him? And they're like, no, it's liability because if we do anything, he's going to call an ambulance and we're going to be sued for our $2 million. And the ladies go, $2 million? Wow, we're going to be your, your girlfriends. $200 million. Yeah, $200 million. Oh, we're going to be your girlfriends. Let's have a boxing match with Rowdy Roddy <laughs> so, Piper. They hop in the car, and then the song goes, $200 million. Hey, $200 million. <laughs> Driving in the city, $200 million. Yeah, and then they're like, they, yeah, I don't know where they're just like, we can now, we were at the height of our lives. Life was great. And we wanted to out, we want to live one of our biggest fantasies, which is a, a boxing match. With Rowdy Roddy Piper as the referee, and he was—he was great. Rowdy Roddy Piper was the best actor in this movie. Oh yeah, who's outstanding? I think, I think he was the best part of this movie. <laughs> That's what I assumed you were gonna say. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, he was great in this. So, he he reminded me of Gary Busey a lot. Like when he was <laughs> counting the money, he's like ah, and he like had all those teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he That's always reminds you of Gary Busey's teeth. Yeah, he reminded me of Gary Busey's teeth, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, but yeah, it's a boxing match for no reason. So yeah. it's the Misery Brothers versus their girlfriends. I guess they're their girlfriends now. I don't know if this is in the future or immediately after. Who knows? Who knows? But they're in bikinis, and yeah, there's a there's a scoreboard on the back that says vaginas versus penises. And a clock that doesn't work. It's, it's stuck at like 12 o'clock sharp, right? It doesn't yeah. work. It's like a casino. <laughs> Is that right? They do that intentionally? Well, they don't have clocks at casinos. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. you what time they it is. They don't have windows, so you don't know what time it is. That's so right. you spend. Exactly. Time is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's an illusion. So uh, uh, they, uh, they're boxing. At, it's like a tag team. And one of the Misery Brothers is getting his ass kicked trying to tag in the other one. But the other one's like eating cereal out of a bowl, I guess. Not doing yep. anything. And uh, they tag the other one in. And he starts punching these like fake boobies. And uh, the other one bribes Rowdy Rowdy Piper with money so he can rig the boxing match. And then the the ladies realize that it's rigged, so they take a big giant hammer and they smash him in the head for no reason. <laughs> and then they just are like, whoa, whoa, we're bouncing in front of each other. And then it just cuts to the two women like dead on the floor and the police are there. And Yeah, I have no idea how they died. No idea. Do you, Kevpot? No idea. Also, does they just, Rowdy... They just cut to the scene and then they're just, yeah... Piper's gone. There's a trash can full of evidence. That's where they're collecting all the evidence. And apparently there was a box of uh, Neverlast gloves on top of one of them. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Does Roddy Roddy Piper get, We get World's bagpipes. Worst Cop again. Yeah. What is his name? Al something or Ed something? Al Dente. Al Dente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Dente. And then the scientist, uh, Newton McFart. 
face or whatever. I it was Newton McRonald Einstein, yeah, something the, like the that. Dude from Hills Have Eyes with the weird head. Yeah. And um, uh, so next, now the whole rest of the movie takes place in the court for half an hour. For half an hour, mm. and more celebrities. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me back up. Oh wait, no. Before they go to that, jail they go first. To jail. They they go to the worst jail ever just to see the alleged most worst jail ever. And really, it's just uh, Eric Estrada um, as Elvis. As Elvis. Yep. As they sing <laughs> another song that about might be a the pretty Misery Brothers Blues. Mm. Yeah, this one was really short. Baby who's in one of the jail cells who yeah. has one of those, what was one, those things? Like, ball? This little ball that just vibrating like, ball with spikes. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what they're called, but I remember those Google were... vibrating <laughs> ball with spikes. If you have a vibrating ball with spikes, email us at dvhsbandits at camsoda.com. Yeah, you can see T-Man <laughs> using his ball with his vibrating ball with spikes coming out of his butt. Well, <laughs> pictures. Bing, 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 bing. And then Eric Estrada is like looking at the baby. He's like, three more months and he'll crack. They always crack. And then they get the chair. <laughs> they fry. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, so and Eric Estrada is going to kill this baby, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. And then you just see these two guys that have like bandages on their face. Just going. Ooh, ah, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, whoa, one of them just ate Jeffrey Dahmer for breakfast. And he had Hannibal Lecter for dessert. Um, and then they they go into a big another five minute musical number about the Misery Brothers blues. Yeah, Eric Estrada is dressed up like seventies Elvis, and this is probably the worst song in the. I thought that was pretty good movie. No, I the the, the there's three songs in this movie. I think the third song is my least there's favorite. Five song. songs in this there's movie according songs? to the box. Hold on, now we got 57 <laughs> Chevy. According to the box, there's five songs. I don't. I think the box is inaccurate. <laughs> I only <laughs> count. No duh. I only count three songs in the movie. And this yeah, is, the courtroom song is pretty bad too. Yeah, the courtroom song I didn't I didn't care for that much. I think this oh, one was I must a lot have better. blacked out for that one. <laughs> it was nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Hey, nothing, hey, at all. nothing at all. No. Don't the remember that one. singing her song. Yeah. Kev, did you even get to we watch the end snack. of this movie? Or did you fall asleep <laughs> like you did on Future Kick? <laughs> I uh probably No, I want uh, the the movie Did you get a snack? Played it in its entirety and I was awake. For that duration. Were you Whether in the or not room? I paid attention the entire time. That remains That's a mystery. mystery. Oh, mm. man. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this song was, it's like, the song's not funny. And there's like no real lyric. It's, there's no point to it. It's just like, hey, the Misery Brothers are in jail. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Eric Estrada is dressed as Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'm sorry. And then we there's another the song, the I one think. with the the one in the in the in the church. That was a, yeah, that was a good song because it explains. It's so funny. I count, I count four songs now. It's funny and it explains the uh, like, Pastor Shyster's like background, so it has some sort of purpose. Yeah, but this one really it doesn't tell. There's nothing. I mean, the '67 Chevy song is a thousand percent pointless as well. But at least it was funny, I thought. 
Again, I, I, I think it was a thing where I remember all of these songs were written by the movie director. So I just think he came up yeah. with these songs and they just had to make, they just had to put them in the movies again on an app. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess then we're in, in court for the rest of the yeah, movie. We're in court for the rest of the movie. And we have Pat Morita, who is the very stereotypical Asian uh sushi he bar was a, oh yeah there the guy. courtroom has the like uh, the boxing announcer he's like and eh, now the misery brothers trial and for the prosecution uh fuck me gently or whatever the fuck that guy's name is uh, it was f and f me weekly f me weekly and for the defense is uh the girl from tool time and your judge um, the dude from Shelby Woo's Mysteries. His, his name he was, was a uh, former Benny restaurateur. Hanna. Benny Hanna, former restaurateur turned judge, and he comes out like it's the Iron Chef. Yeah, and the Misery Brothers are strapped into electric chairs. <laughs> yep, and their um, their bench or table or whatever you want to call it had a big white fence with a big D on it, so you know it's the defense. Hey, uh-huh. I, one thing we totally forgot to mention was at the beginning of the movie during the during the opening credits. I I just wanted to mention this real quick. There, there weren't even real credits. There was an opening credit sequence that it says like Brad Pitt, Mel Gibson, Johnny Depp, and he goes are not in this movie. And every single person had another one of those names. They're like the names that you find on like those fake tombstones that are made out of foam that you buy at the party <laughs> store. <laughs> that say like you know M.T. Graves. They're all names like that. It's like the director was like, "I'm a Spielberg wannabe," and uh, you know, it's like the, the written by I. I'm illiterate. You know that kind of yeah. stuff. So that was great. I like that part of the movie. I like that shit. So and anyway. there's a cartoon chicken that yeah. is like the mascot of the movie, and sometimes there's like a. Like Lou Ferrigno carries around a chicken for a little bit, and there's a chicken in the courtroom here and there. It just kind of pops up. I don't understand the point of it, but that is a lost art of having some kind of a cartoon character or cartoon thing during a movie because they don't do they they don't do that anymore. Like movies like um, Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer. And yeah, uh, I, I think those movies did that very well. They did. Oh, and uh, uh, and Weekend at Bernie's did that too. Um, but yeah, but this one just had a, an inexplicable chicken that just was there. I guess it had nothing Inexplic- to do with the story. Hey, what do you want? Uh, I'll have the uh, inexplicable chicken <laughs> scrambled, <laughs> boneless or or with bone, bone in inexplicable. <laughs> Bone in, um, spicy yeah. or mild. So the rest of the movie <laughs> is <Or> inexplicable. <laughs> <laughs> so Louisiana inexplicable chicken. <laughs> How did it taste? I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit like ball sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so they, uh, so the rest of the movie takes place in the court and all kinds of stupid shenanigans happen that are literate meanings of words. This like, is the worst part of the movie. You think so? Yeah, I guess so. There's yeah. some good things, but it drags on so long. Yeah. And you're, we're in this courtroom for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the, the jury comes in, it's the jury pool and it's all these 
babes in bikinis. Handpicked by the judge himself. Oh, the judge. Oh, yeah. He's like always but, fighting a boner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, Pat Morita throws like uh, Ginsu knives around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> And he, and he brings, like instead of using a gavel, he uses like a spatula. <laughs> he has a gavel, but he uses the spatula. I love how yeah. behind him there's a picture of him holding up two plates of food, and it says "Justice is served." <laughs> yeah, that was great. I would put that up and in my house any day. He he brings the two lawyers to the sidebar, which is a little makeshift bar, and they drink shots. And there's this one part where the um. The lawyer on the opposite side, who I, I don't know who the fuck he's defending. I don't know. The people. He's the, people? It's the, the state of California or whatever oh, versus the Misery Brothers. Um, he's the whatever his name is, F Prosecutor. F, F me weekly. Uh uh, he uh he talks to the jury and everything he says like has something to do with their boobs or something. He's all like, Oh, uh, I hope you'll be erected by this case. And we're going to get right down to the bosom of things. <laughs> it's a little bit more well-crafted than well, that, yeah, but yeah. not by much. And they do a thing where they say, <laughs> all right, we need you to call in your next defendant. And he just calls somebody on the phone. But uh, yeah, a little, little literal jokes. Um, anywho. Uh, <laughs> this is a literal joke. Uh, they bring a bunch of people up, including this Jack Nicholson ripoff guy who says you can't handle the truth. He was the guy was in the, the trash can. Yeah, yeah, the guy in the trash can. Um, you get the police. So you got Al Dente and the other cop. He's like eating a bowl of pasta yeah. at the uh, <laughs> just like I do. He's all like, the, I all didn't shows. see it. I didn't see any lawnmower man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that dude. He's in lawnmower man, right? Yeah, he is. Whoa. Same dumb cop. Same, yeah, he got same dumb cop, same dumb channel. <laughs> After botching the lawnmower man case, they <laughs> pushed him into the suburbs of Los Angeles. The uh, the other guy is reading off of a big teleprompter, and I think and Kimba, you might one know of the sidebars. I got a sneeze. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Excuse me. Guy. Thank you. Woo-wee. Sorry. Sorry, Golly. guys, join our Patreon if you want uh, me to not more sneeze sneezing I don't, or more sneezing. I don't know. If you want even more sneezing action, <laughs> yeah. go to toferhanson.redtube.camsoda. Oh, 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 boy. I sneeze month. in a tube that's hooked up to my nose and it goes into my ass. Whoa. <laughs> and that's how you can tell what kind of cereal you're eating that day. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Storybook. Obviously. What the hell was that even about? Dude, so let's get Dane's, to that. Dane's got a thing about it. Absolutely no fucking idea what the whole fart thing was about at all, though. There was evidence. They collected so farts on the scene of the crime. Doctor Doctor uh, Einstein came up and he had a he had a test tube full of dry ice and he smelled it and supposedly it was the farts of the Misery Brothers. <laughs> Which he apparently smelled in a test tube when they were in the uh, in the in the wrestling ring, the boxing ring earlier. And then, uh, girl from Turtle Time is like, "Wait a minute the the stenographer is eating a bowl of uh, is eating a big box of cereal and farting all the time in the corner." So they bring her up to the to the chair, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I fought from eating Story Time cereal all the time because it's made out of sugar, and because of all this mathematical stuff." 
farts can only come from eating burritos. <laughs> and the, they're like, oh, yeah, the Misery Brothers, I guess, ate burritos. So they didn't murder these women. Yay, they're off the case. They're not guilty. Yeah, and I don't really know. them the $200 million, apparently. Even yeah, though they didn't knows? get married and have kids. Yeah. Screw the who second knows? clause. Yep. The lawyer's not there. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. Makes no and sense. And then they go back to the uh, bench where... Um, Red, Redwood... Uh, Redwood... Chump is... Is dead. And then a therapist shows up who loves to listen to stories and they... Uh, movie ends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's Misery now, Brothers Y2K. Okay, but I had a question for you. This is just about an actor. So the you remember the <laughs> other cop, the not fat cop, the guy with the mustache? Well, yes. Was he the comedian in like the 80s and early 90s who was who played like the Italian priest character? Do you know who I'm talking that's, about? That's that's who I thought it was, but I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, also, it's not he's not credited on here, so I couldn't check. Oh. Uh, Father Father Guido Sarducci. Yeah. Um, he was in Casper and Right, yeah. He said piece of crumb cake and he comes out and his head's backwards and <laughs> He was in a SNL lot of random and, stuff. Yeah. I liked him. Why aren't why aren't comedians random characters now? That's what no we idea. need more comedians that are just characters. You don't see that. Like that Russian guy and this priest guy. And then the maybe Russian some guy? other one. Yeah, Boris Slopinoff or whatever, where he's like, in Russia, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. storybook serial farts you. You just get Seinfeld ripoffs where everyone just says, what's the deal with this bad character? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Hey, if you're a comedian out there, you know, be a be a character. character. Yeah. Well, team man, why don't you make some movies where you hire comedians to play those bits? Well, that's different because the, they're they were like back then it was like that's a comedian, what they were known for. Like the comedian stand up was all about all in this character. Like um, uh, yeah. the only guy like contemporary is the. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy is a character. He's not a yeah, real yeah, person. Yeah. Or like uh like on that Christmas episode of Mary with Children, um, where they had like it was like uh, um It's a Wonderful Life, and they had a comedian who was uh uh who who played, but it was him. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know why I can't think of the guy's <laughs> Tim name. Tim Allen? No, 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 no. Um like Sam, Sam Kinison. Oh. Sam Kinison. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say how Bob uh, Bobcat Goldthwait always had the voice, but he's yeah. not that crazy. Yeah, yeah Bobcat, Bobcat was a was a was a character. I actually got to see Bobcat do uh, stand up. He's not doing the shit anymore. Well, but that sucks. He's still very good. I would. I would suck. He's great, dude. Yeah, he's he's, he's awesome. I would stand. I was stood up. Hey, Bobcat, go blah, blah, blah. All right? All right. You're not and funny. And then he'd say, "Fuck you, man," <laughs> and you get kicked ass. Jeez. Yeah. And then your character would be out of the comedy club. Dude, yeah. I I'm the guy up. who uh, tries to validate my parking after getting kicked out. <laughs> Dude, you should have. Uh, I would have stood up and said, hey, Windy City Heat was the best movie ever made. I should have said that. Yeah. Uh, Next time you see Bob Goldthwait, tell him that. Did you? He's from Boston. Is he? Massachusetts anyway. Oh, yeah. shit. I had no idea. Or at least he did stand up. 
uh, starting out in Boston. Oh, no kidding. Anyway, um, yeah, that was the, the Misery Brothers movie is over now. That's Misery Brothers. Absolutely no plot lines were resolved. Nothing happened in this movie at all. Yeah. That's Misery Brothers Y2K. Dan's favorite movie. My favorite movie. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Most hated film of all. Time. Whoa. Right, oh, whoa, Kembot, which movie would you rather watch, this or Terror Tunes? I would rather watch this. Yeah, oh, it's right. Man. You bet. You got to start picking. I when all right. So Dane Train, you're you. I don't know if you want to mention this, but you're leaving to have a baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Dane Train's going on hiatus. At the time that we are recording this, I'm I'm sp- supposed to be having a baby next week. So this is whoa. this is likely one of the. I hope it doesn't go to jail. I hope oh, it does. Yeah. I hope your wife doesn't get crushed by some fat grandma. Fat like- <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, and, and poops out this this greasy little uh, plastic baby doll with a. Hey, you'll love it no matter what. Hairdo. Uh, but yeah, this, this is probably one of the last shows I do. We have after doing this, we have one more. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to that before the baby's born. But we're pretty much at the end of my. Uh, my 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 time before I go on paternity leave, so yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and then you got these. So what were you gonna say? You got these two uh, say, dudes to deal with. Well, I was gonna say you should pick the movies exclusively because <laughs> <laughs> it's you've had a rough go of watching some shitty movies that we, me and Dane Train, always end up liking <laughs> and you hate. Oh. And I, I always I've feel said this bad to you guys before, but I don't know if it's been recorded. <laughs> My entire tape collection, which is not as nearly as big as um, either of your tape collection, it's all uh, movies with wrestlers in them. Not wrestling tapes, but like movie starring Hulk Hogan or Roddy Piper or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, most of which uh, Dane Train let me borrow or um, monster movies. Hey, I like both of those things. Just do six so. months of wrestling movies, for Christ's sake. Six months. Perfect. You're going to be gone for six months? It's likely. Well, so oh, is Kev. Oh, boy. Kev was gone a long time. I'm the only one without a baby. I don't know. So go steal a baby. Go steal right, a I got to go to jail and bail out that baby. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Before it fries. <laughs> yeah, I hope they did Then you might get that big yet. vibrating ball with spikes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure out what it was. Oh, man, I almost had the name. I think it starts with a J. I don't know. Anyway, so what are we rating this out of? Uh, ball. Irrelevant chick- chickens? What was it? Irrelevant <laughs> cartoon chickens? Un- indescribable chicken? What was it? Indescribable inex- chicken inex- units. Inexplic- inexplicable inexplicable chickens. Inexplicable chicken units. All right. All right. Well, Kevbot, I want to hear you. I give this a one out of ten. Oh, man, that was fast. No hesitation. <laughs> Really? It gets a point for Roddy Piper being in it. <laughs> That's it. And Pat Morita was pretty good too. Like one and a half. One and a half. One for Roddy Piper, <laughs> half for Pat Morita. Oh no. Wow. So I want to know what was it's your not good as dumb and dumber or airplane. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's wrong. At He's wrong. He's wrong. No. No. No way. No how. No, 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 no. This is uh, a movie written 
this is a movie written with throwaway jokes that were compiled <laughs> in an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and then they jumbled them up, organized them, and put them in a script generator. They forced, a, they forced AI to watch a thousand hours of, of spoof movies and came up with this script. <laughs> I'm not trying oh, to dump man. on your favorite movie, Dan. I'm just letting you know how I feel. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> That's why I, still well, better than Tune, Sorry. Yeah, man. My favorite movie. Now, what was your favorite part and your least favorite part, <laughs> and why? My favorite part was the end. Oh, jeez. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Even though the the boxing scene made no sense, but. Um, and my least favorite part was the first pair of girls, like that whole thing, the dinner and then the jacuzzi. It's like, really? Yeah. You didn't like Why? the turd in the pool? <laughs> nah, not really. All right. Cause it's like, Hey, we don't have, you know, it's the fart thing. And they're just like, Oh, the jets aren't on. Let's add some bubble bath. Now the jets are on. Oh, you guys are cold. Here's some blankets. By the way, they're electric blankets. I'ma plug them in. It's just oh, it's just it's too great. convenient. Like everything is just bah, 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 bah. It's yeah. like the definitive. Like things happen just because they need to happen. Yeah, we need we need some good jokes here. Somehow yeah. this movie is rated R too, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, um, and the only like time he says fuck, it's muted. And he, they like voiceover. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming he says fuck, but they. I forget uh, when that happened, but they, that's they're about very to, when he answers the door. And yeah. he looks at his brother and goes, Whoa, you look sharp, man. And he goes, Yeah, if I was like your sister, I'd fuck you. But then instead of saying fuck, he said date. And it, it was like a voiceover. Yeah. You know? Uh, so. Yep. Yeah, there's no reason. This should be PG. There's yeah. really nothing bad in this nothing movie. Nothing bad. There's just a whole bunch of bazongas waved in your face. Yeah. yeah. Closed bazongas. Yeah, you don't see any... Uh, this is a, a 1995 PG-13 at best. Right. <laughs> but it's rated R, so whatever. It's rated R, yeah. Oh, well. All right, Dane Train. You want you want me to you want to oh, go? Oh, no, I'll, go, I'll let you go last because you're going <laughs> to give it a... Nine million out of ten! That's right. Yep. You betcha. All right, go ahead. All right, what what is this? Irrele- inexplicable chickens. Okay, out of out of ten inexplicable chickens, I'm gonna give Misery Brothers. Um, this is tough. I'm gonna give it eight inexplicable chickens. Whoa, yeah, that's a good rating right there. Cause it's a fun fucking movie, <laughs> and um. Uh, I mean, all of Kevbot's points I agree with, and I do. I can absolutely see why he rated it a one <laughs> or one point five. One and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is a totally valid rating, and I would not argue with him at all. But it's also funny. You I don't know. Not. It's some. They're so. Oh boy. Hey. If I don't want to get an electric blanket murdered if you don't if you don't want to be spiky jiggle to death <laughs> <laughs> all 
Um, yes, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny jokes, and it's like some of it is like it's so bad that it's good, but it's also a comedy. So like some of the comedy works. And it's just so fucking goofy that like all the like the plot being basically non-existent, I can let that go uh, because who gives a fuck? It's not, you know, this movie is not you're not watching it for the intricate plot twists and the story structure and shit like that. You're just watching it to have a good time. You can uh, I, I would recommend watching with someone. This is a movie where you get some inexplicable chickens. <laughs> you sit down with your inexplicable friends. <laughs> yeah. And you visit the sidebar. Exactly. So, yeah, I'd say definitely watch it. I'd rewind it. Dane, take it away. Oh, give it a 9,000 out of 10 inexplicable chickens. Here we chickens. go. I give. Wait, I'm. can I guess? No. And not being outrageous. Dane's going to give it a 12 out of 10. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh, nope. It's not He's given a 200 million out of 10. Well, nope. we didn't even do nope. the Amazon reviews and IMDb reviews. You know why? Because I don't even there's think no they Amazon exist. Review. There's no you put You punch this movie in Rotten Tomatoes, there's nothing. There's nothing it on the internet. A, it, it has a IMDb page, but... Well, no, are there any what ratings? is the rating on IMDb? I'm going to say four. Is, 3.4. Ooh. And there's 104 ratings. What? Dan, yeah. you better go on IMDb you, and write that. Are you that. telling me that more people than us have seen this movie? <laughs> 400 <laughs> yep. more. Wow. 101 more. I'm shocked that more than three people have seen this movie. The only people who uh, left written reviews all gave it one star. Oh, man. Uh. They blow. First one said, unwatchable, grade F minus. No, nope, oh, fuck man. that guy. That's what rude. an ass. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, and that one mean? was by Topher Hansen. Hey, you know. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm not a shill for I'm big just joking. Okay, tomato. Dan Train, what's your, what's your inexplicable chicken <laughs> I give rating? I give the Misery Brothers Y2K. <laughs> Y2K inexplicable oh chickens. Oh my god. That's right. I give it Y2000 inexplicable chickens out of 10 chickens. Why? 2000. 2000. That's right. Millennium chickens. New millennium chickens. Starring Lance Hendrickson. Hendrickson. We've got to solve the mystery of these inexplicable chickens. <laughs> There's 2,000 inexplicable chickens roaming the countryside. <laughs> yep. Uh, this movie's fucking great. It's, it's funny. It's the perfect movie. It's, it's, it's bad, but it's awesome. It's the perfect movie. It's got every <laughs> awesome napkin joke ever stored away, ever. It's my kind of humor, man. It's like the naked goat. All the literal jokes and shit. It's got tons of cameos. Everybody's just hamming it up. I I I love it, man. I just think it's a blast. I don't see why. If you love movies like Silence of the Hams, Naked Gun, all that kind of shit, you'll fucking love this movie. That's what I think. Unless your name is Kev Bot. <laughs> yeah. You agree to disagree. Movie. Definitely not on those caliber. And I'm sorry to say, but this movie is legit hard to come by. Like, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It's not on it's, YouTube. It's not. You can't find it on eBay at the moment. It's 
Ghost Town. Yeah, if you could get a copy this is, of this. This is Atari's E.T., baby. They yeah. buried it in a landfill somewhere. That's right. Oh, no. So if you We got to dig it up and then do a documentary on how we found <laughs> the Misery Brothers gold mine. So if you can find this movie, fucking get it if you can. I don't know how this movie does not cost Y2K dollars because... Did anyone check? Did anyone check YouTube? Is it up on YouTube? It's not up on YouTube. The trailer's on there, but the whole movie's not Misery up on there. Misery Brothers movie. What a shame. <laughs> yep. This movie cannot be forgotten. It shouldn't be. It's, it's such a gem, such a hidden gem. I think everybody should see this movie. Don't see this movie. <laughs> oh. oh. No, I wish there was God. a sequel. I would have loved to see what the Misery Brothers got into next. Now, would it be called Misery Brothers Y3K? 32K? Does Because Tiny Lister's in it, so <laughs> it would it take place in the same era as Dracula, Dracula 3000? 3000, so it's, <laughs> right? Why didn't they just call Dracula 3000 Dracula Y3K? It would have made it way much better. Way much better. I way don't know. Uh, they, they wanted people to think it was a sequel to Dracula 2000. I mean, oh, think yeah. about how wicked cool oh, yeah, that would have been. that's another Y2K movie. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fucking Y2K, Millennium this, blah, blah, blah. Just, Just like right. in 2012, everything's like, oh, this movie's 2012, and then the world is ending, and la, la, la. Oh. And then every fucking thing on the History Channel is like, oh, the Mayans say the world's going to explode or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> but that's Kev. Kev. the History Channel, but I don't know. Kev, why <laughs> did you think I was going to give this 12 out of 10? What, would the, what did the 12 signify? Because it's better than ten. I don't know. I figured you were gonna go up. He didn't above think you were 10. gonna go crazy. I knew you were gonna go above ten. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's how much you enjoyed it. Yep. Why two? And then I figured two two hundred million is the uh, <laughs> reference to the amount of money that they're gonna get. Oh yeah. The amount paid that you know someone has given you to endorse this movie. Dane, if you had a magic genie, if you rubbed your VCR and a little genie came out and said, hey, what kind of wish you want there, guy? Would you I'd ask say, for all hey. of your tapes in the world to be Misery Brother tapes? <laughs> I'd say, hey, put some more Misery Brothers in there. Put some more in there. Yeah, dude, how great would that be if he just goes- Everyone's tape. He just goes, <laughs> your wish is my command. I guess if that's what you want. <laughs> and wing, all of my tapes suddenly turn into screener copies of the Misery Brothers Y2K. Oh, my <laughs> screener copies. <laughs> oh, man. And then, because you know what I would do with them? I would just give them away to all of our VHS Bandit fans and everybody who loves our show and loves VHS and be like, everybody, please d distribute this like the Bible. To take this movie <laughs> and watch it and spread the good word of the Misery Brothers Y2K. I would turn into um, Reverend, Reverend Scheister and I just go around Shister. with a glittery cape on and be like, oh, amen, <laughs> Misery Brothers Y2K. Everybody needs to watch this screen or copy of the tape, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I take all the tapes in my collection and just give them out to all the tape collectors of the world who are our VHS Bandit fans. Wow, that's, that's what right. I would do. You heard it first. Get, yeah, uh, get Dane Train a genie and he'll send you a Misery Brothers Y2K screening copy <laughs> when his wish comes true. That's right. You bet. Email us at the VHSPans at gmail.com. We'll if make you sure. have a genie. Yeah, yeah. We'll, well, I'll trade you. You need to send me the genie first and then I'll trade you a copy of the screener copy of the movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's too good. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that, that's the movie. That's it, guys. It was great. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the end. Oh boy. Alrighty. Well, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> Uh, to this episode if you are a patreon member thank you very much for being one of our patreon members if you are interested in becoming one definitely check out what's our patreon website patreon.com slash vhs bandits become part of the party hat patrol uh thanks again for listening i'm the kevbot here with me as always are my co-hosts the uh dubious dane train and the titillating Tober Hansen. Cam Soda. (laughs) Thanks for listening. As always, be kind and rewind.